Thank you for tuning in to this Eastern Maine Sports Podcast. Please follow Eastern Maine Sports on Facebook and Instagram at Eastern Maine Sports and Twitter at Eastern Me Sports. Thanks for joining us today on this Eastern Maine Sports Podcast. My name is Mark Callen. As usual, i got Jeff Hoke and Chris Lesnar joining me today. and uh, We're going to talk about a bunch of things. We've got high school basketball, we've got the NFL championship games, you mean uh, basketball has been playing a lot of games here. You mean hockey won a big game last night. Celtics, they finally won a big game last night. So we're going to talk, talk about most of that or all of that um, here the, here today. Um, let's start off with uh, some high school basketball, guys. There's a lot going on. Let's start with the uh, girls' ranks. Uh, where uh, Let's start with Class A because – We'll just go alphabetical order because we're simple like that. And uh, let's start with us, uh, Skowhegan and Hamden. They're the top two teams of Class A, and they're going to meet uh, Monday at on uh, Martin Luther King Day. They're going to meet at Skowhegan. Uh, Skowhegan won that first game uh, pretty handily at, at Hamden, so uh, another shot there. Probably, most likely, the winner of that game will end up finishing number one in Class A, so that's a big one there. Uh, Class B girls, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun come uh, about a month from now, isn't it, guys? They got this, yeah. I think there's about seven or eight teams that could win Class B girls, and it wouldn't wouldn't be a surprise to anybody. I mean, right now, Old Town's at top, then nine and three. MDI's only lost one game. Waterville, Waterville, and Herman undefeated. Herman still still only played nine games though, so they're a little uh, behind in games. Played a big one uh, tonight, actually. Herman's hosted MDI. You can catch that one uh, on WHOU, but uh, that that's a big one there. Um, Winslow is obviously right in the mix. They won it all last year, and they got everybody back. Uh, Ellsworth's a good team. Um, Foxcroft, they're 11th seed. They got probably one of the best players in Class B, and every time they step on the floor, they have a chance to win. They, they've got a big one Saturday that um, we'll have at, on WHOU, uh, Presque Isle at Foxcroft. Right now, Presque Isle got a big win last night, so they moved up to ninth. Uh, they beat, they defeated uh, Holton. Um, so they, I was uh, going to... I was yeah, going to jump in and say uh, we're covering that game Saturday for HOU, Mark, and I think we'd both agree that um, you probably don't want to be uh, facing a team like Prescott or Foxcroft come tournament time because, like you said, it's a real deep tourney field, and, and teams like Foxcroft, Prescott has the ability to pull off an upset or two. Yeah, and, and as I talked about with Foxcroft, having Beaudry, I mean, as I said, any time they step on the floor, I mean, she could go off for 35 points, and when you have that dynamic player – that can get, you know, on a regular basis, get 15, 20 points and 10 rebounds. Um, that's that's tough. And, uh, you know, she gets some little help from her guards. They're, they're a tough matchup. I mean, right now they're 11th seed. They got some big games coming up, including that one on Saturday that we're talking about, uh, you know, to, to try to move up in the standings a little bit. So um, they, they can still do some damage. And Presque Isle, as you were talking about, Chris, I mean, they've been – get this, they've been to 10 straight uh, Class B semifinals. That's just amazing. That's like Patriots. Like, you know, that's, I mean, you know, you, you teams just don't do that. And they, they you know, the, obviously they're fighting, fighting just to get into the tournament right now. And they're ninth, a big win last night, as I said. And, uh, you know, they got another big game on Saturday, as we said. And also they got another big game Monday uh, when they, when they host Herman. So, you know, Prescott, yeah. you, you know, Prescott is a team you can't look past um, just because they're low in the seasons right now. Yeah, ten straight is is really unreal. It's kind of like back in the Callis Callis girls days, where uh, folks from Callis and now people from Prescott start making their uh, hotel reservations for Bangor in November. 
no doubt about it. And uh, they, they, uh, it's just, it's just an incredible run they've been on. And uh, you know, I, I wouldn't count them out. I mean, they, you know, they, they just gotta get in the in the tournament, and then everybody starts out, out zero and zero. Then so should be interesting. Class B is gonna be interesting. Speaking of class, uh, speaking of interesting, Class C girls too. Um, right now, Central Rustics on top of that at ten and one, but. Every team behind them, uh, Penobscot Valley, Dexter, Callis, Stearns, Penquist, they all have a chance. They, they all, every single one of them, Holton, I'm not even, I'm not even mentioning the teams 12, 13, and 14. Uh, Central just beat Dexter, then they lost to him by one. They're just fighting to get in the tournament. They're 12th right now, you know. So, I mean, even the teams at the bottom, Holton, Central, Manonacook, provide a lot of challenges for teams, the, the higher up team, you know what I mean? The, they, they, just like Class B, there's probably seven, eight, nine teams that, could win that none of us would be surprised and uh um you know i think it's, it's deep i think i mean callus is undefeated i mean they're kind of getting overlooked because uh you know their schedule's not so strong i mean they're fifth right now and they probably won't even if they finish 18 0 probably still finish between you know fourth and sixth probably somewhere so um you know so that, that they're kind of getting overlooked i mean they got I mean, when you get a player like Lauren Cook, I mean, she got a thousand point last week. Her, her as a junior, I mean, midway through her junior season, uh, she's dynamic. I mean, you know, Dexter's got Peyton Grant. She could go off any time. You know, she gets a little help from other players offensively. They, they obviously gonna be a threat because they always play defense. And Penobscot Valley, when you get a player like Lexi Ireland, who does it inside and outside and everywhere, you know, they're a threat. So. And then, I mean, obviously, we're down here and we're overlooking Madawaska and uh, Central Rustic, who have very good records. And obviously, Central Rustic's at top of the heel point standards right now. So that's going to be interesting, too. I know we've, we've seen a lot of those teams, all three of us, and uh, that should be an interesting tournament, huh, guys? Yeah, it should be. And um, do you remember, I remember a year, Mark, where, where especially two classes, like especially B girls and C girls, have been so, so wide open? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I know, you know, coming into the year, um, Herman was a favorite in B, and probably Dexter and Callis were in C. But uh, especially like in C, we, well, B too, but C where uh, Penobscot Valley and, uh, you know, other teams have stepped up. Stearns, Stearns is good as expected in and, uh, and C. And also in Class B, I think Winslow was one of, you know, Winslow and Herman were the favorites coming in. But, um, you know, MDI, Waterville's undefeated. Um, Ellsworth's good, you know. You can just go down down the list of, of Class B and C teams. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I know that uh, Class B will start this stuff on uh, February fifteenth, and then you know we get into the other classes. But also Class D, um, it's something the Roosters actually lost twice this year. That's you know that's uh, kind of surprising. And uh, you know they have a big one at Holton on Monday, and that's gonna be big for Holton because too because as I mentioned, they're one of the teams down I think eleventh or twelfth in the heel points right now. They can get that. They're probably going to get a home prelim game if they could they could sneak out a win against uh, Southern Rustics. So uh, a lot of big games here coming up, and uh, that's girls. That girls. Let's uh, move on to boys. Where let's start off with Class A. Um, we saw uh, Chris. We saw Tony at the uh, at the cross center, uh, and uh, boy, up and down they up and down they go. They never stop, don't do they? And uh, you know they're right in the mix with uh, Mount Blue and Hamden. Uh, it looks like a three way race there, and. Uh, um, Mount Blue and Hamden play next, at, at Hamden next Thursday. That's going to be an interesting game, and um, could be could be for a top spot. But those three teams are really tough. Uh, I think you've seen Hamden too, right, Chris? Uh, I have not actually seen Hamden yet this year. I um, uh, was going to go out to a game earlier this year, and uh, something happened. I couldn't make it. But uh, uh, but yeah, Hamden um, is right there in the mix with Mount Blue and Coney, as we said, and. And I know you'll move on to Double A next, but what Bangor has done this year has been unbelievable as well. 
Yeah. And uh, in double A, Bang was the clear favorite there after they took care of Oxford Hills and, uh, you know, they and, and Hamden in the last week. So they're, they're definitely a clear, clear favorite right now in double A. I mean, it, all teams make the tournament. So it's kind of they're just fighting for seeding right now. But, um, that, you know, I think Bangor with uh, Fleming and, and their, their three studs there, they're, they're, they're going to be tough to beat in the class double A tournament. And, uh, um, but Oxford Hills does play good defense. And that's why, I mean, they don't have the best record right now, but they're kind of going to be a tough matchup in the class double-A tournament just because of the way they play play defense. So, yeah, de- definitely uh, Bangor. I know you, you have seen Bangor, right? I have seen Bangor, yeah. I saw them against Portland earlier in the year. Yeah, so they're they're going to be tough to beat, and this should be a fun fun tournament there too. Uh, class B, uh, boys, I, I mean, this isn't wide open, but, I mean, anything can happen come tournament time. I mean, Herman, Herman's undefeated. MDI has two losses, and – then everybody else has three or more. You know, I mean, I mean, anything can happen come tournament time. But I think Herman's uh, definitely pushed themselves ahead of everybody else when it comes to who's the favorite in that class. And I mean, of course, as we said, anything could happen come tournament time. But this would be one class where it would be a significant upset if if uh, the top team didn't win. And um, big one tomorrow night, though. Um, for, uh, tomorrow night, uh, Herman Herman does play. Uh, they host uh, MDI, um, so that's going to be a big one at, at Herman tomorrow night. And then Herman goes to Presque Isle Monday. So they're going to get tested here the next, uh, next what, four days or so. But, uh, uh, you know, be, you know they've, they've kind of proven themselves. And uh, Cody Hawes has really stepped up to, to lead the way there for the Hawks. So um, very exciting team there. And uh, uh, just they just keep rolling. Um, yeah, absolutely. Herman's uh, – yeah, I would agree that they're uh... – they're kind of head and shoulders above everybody else, but uh, you know, definitely couldn't expect anything come tournament time. Of course, down there on that on that neutral floor, no doubt about it. Uh, Class C, um, uh, George Stevens. Uh, people kind of look past him, probably probably including myself, before the season, but they have proven they uh, they're still the champion. So somebody knocks them off. Uh, they took care of Matt and Alcock last weekend and did it really really handily. I mean, it was. Uh, the score ended up being like a seven-point game, but they were up by 20 going into the fourth quarter. So uh, they uh, they still got they still got a loaded team, and uh, um, I be careful with them come tournament time. I, I think Holton I mean, that was a tough loss for them the other night to Caribou, but I think they're right there with George Stevens. Uh, you know, Holton uh, they still have two big games with Matt Nockook, so that's going to be big to see where those two teams stand. Um, you know, going to the tournament. I mean, they I mean they're we're only got what seven eight games left, and those two teams have two games against each other, so that should be interesting. Kind of like Class yeah. C girls, uh, Central Aroostook's at the top, um, and they might stay there just because looking at the schedule and uh, who who they have. I mean, their opponents. So so uh, that could be interesting too. I mean, Matt Knockbook's tough, as you said. Uh, you know, Dexter, the you know Fort Kent. You know, there, there's some good teams in the mix there that that anything could happen uh, in Class C. But I I, I think. Just from what I've seen, George Stevens and Holton are the two uh, two top dogs there. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I just wanted to touch a little bit about you know watching the Holton uh, Caribou game the other night, and you know Holton had a almost a twenty point lead halfway through that third quarter. So you know Caribou is one that can uh, and going back to Class B that uh, could really give some teams fit come through the time as well. Yeah, no doubt. And then Class D, Class D probably had the biggest game of the night last night, uh, and Woodland just took care of Jonesport Beals and uh, handily. Both teams came in undefeated. It was a, a packed house well before the game started, and uh, Woodland really took care of business. So, you know, and another team I want to talk about there in Class D is Greater Holton Christian. 
Um, their only two losses came against uh, Class C top seed, top seed uh, Central Rustic, and one of them was the other night by three points. So, uh, you know, everybody's talking about Woodland and Jones Fort Beals, but look look how great a Holton Christian there too in, uh, in Class D. So, um, looking forward to the tournament, and uh, you know, just been a lot of sight in basketball. And we got a little bit less than a month now that until we tip it off at the Cross Center, and uh, should be interesting, huh, guys? Yeah, it definitely should be. I, I, I uh, just touching on Woodland a little bit. I think they're just uh, pretty hungry about what happened last year and, and losing that that tight state title game to Greenville last year in the final. And I think they're just hungry and might find their way there this year. Yeah, and we got to play like Drew Drew Haywood leading the way. I, I mean, we saw him last year, and he he's a he's a dynamic dynamic point guy that could be could be a top player in any class. He's he's really really a strong player. But um, yeah, I think. You know, a big win for them last night. They're, they they put themselves as as a favorite after that win, that's for sure. And uh, can't, obviously can't count out Jonesport Beals because of one loss. And then obviously uh, Greater Holton Christians in the mix. And don't look past a team like Skank. I mean, they, you know, we talked about this seems like the last year too. But, uh, you know, they have played that tough schedule and they uh, that prepares them well. And, and obviously – uh, a coach, um, a coach like Thompson, uh, you know, kind of helps out too with the experience that he has. So I wouldn't count them out either. But I think Woodland's definitely, you know, pushed himself as a favorite with Jonesport Beals, a great Holton Christian, right behind him. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and uh, back to Class D. Uh, speaking of Skank, uh, Class D girls, watch out for Skank too. I don't, I don't think they're gonna get overwhelmed by Deer Isle, Stonington, or Southern Roostick after playing Stearns, Dexter, Penobscot Valley all season. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Man. I didn't. Yeah. I got a good. We got a good look at them, you know, against Guilford and then um, uh, PCHS there on our opening broadcast, and then um, then I saw the other half of how they played, you know, uh, at Pinkwood there a couple weeks ago. So they've been a little bit um, up and down, but like I said, they, they play a tough C schedule, and that will prepare them come tournament time for sure. Yeah, yeah, and Pinkwood's another team there in Class C that's going to be tough. But yeah, they, you're right. They play a tough schedule, and uh, and you know, teams are going to have those games and and. Some of that might have had to do with Penquist too, having a good night too. So, um, but definitely we'll move on now. As we're going to move on, um, change topics drastically. We're going to go into the NFL uh, uh, championship games. Uh, we're going to start. Start. I mean, we a lot of people care about both the games. We're going to start with the one that people don't care about quite as much. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. Well, the, the Saint. The Saints uh, host the Rams three o'clock Fox on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be snowing, so what else is going to be to do other than watch that, right? So uh, exactly. we're going to start with you, Jeff. What, what are you expecting that game? I'm expecting a high-scoring game once again. These two teams met up earlier in the season and had one of the better matchups there. Uh, it was, I believe it was 45-35 to 35 in Week 9. Um, I'm looking to see how the defense is tying up a little bit more this time. I, I think you're going to see a little bit of a more lower-scoring lower game. And it's just going to be interesting to see how Drew Brees can get the uh, passing game going and how much he uses Michael Thomas once again. And to really see how Sean McVay opens up his playbook to really get this uh, young Rams team to its first Super Bowl since 2001. Yeah, what do you think, uh, Chris? I like the Rams this week. (laughs) Uh, No, the most interesting matchup I think in the game is going to be the – rushing attack of the Rams against the Saints defense. If the Rams can do what they did last week against Dallas with 273 rushing yards, um, that's going to be big for them to key to them to go in and get a victory. Saints only allowed 49 last week in their, in their win. So um, that's going to be a big key to the game. Um, I like the Rams. I kind of like the Rams uh, 
mostly all season. I mean, the Saints are Saints are definitely a great team and hard to beat in the dome. But uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Rams in a, in a close game and 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 we do care about this game because that's who we're gonna, that's who we're gonna be matching up with in the Super Bowl, Mark. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay. But the uh, easy there, easy there. Yeah, yeah. It's easy. Let's not. Get if this it. was on a neutral field, I would take the Rams, but I'm taking the Saints. And I, I, I'm with I, you. I, I've uh, kind of told you where I prefer the Rams to win, and uh, you know, <laughs> just like the other game, I prefer the team I didn't pick to win. But, um, but I, I just think, I, and I think the Saints' defense is underrated. I, I just, I think they're they're really under. I mean, they, they seem to be like one of the better. There's probably the best defense Breeze has ever had, right? Uh, on his, yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, and, they, and, they they totally made you know Philadelphia. Like I said, they held Philadelphia to 49 rushing yards. They made them totally one dimensional last week, and they do that against the Rams. And I expect them to have better luck for sure. Yeah, I mean they kind of pulled the Patriots. They didn't really play well at the beginning of the season either. They were kind of like last ranked at the beginning of the season, then worked their way up, and they finally had a formidable defense that is now vying for a yeah, and Super that's Bowl. A- and Chance. that's how it is in any sport where the the best teams try to peak peak at the most important times, and hopefully the team we might talk about a little bit later, the Boston Celtics, will be doing that too. But you know, it's, it's most important to be peaking, you know, now in the NFL, and and you know that's what yeah. you know you hear you hear the players playing the coaches say all the time. We want to be peaking at peaking at the end of the season, and that's that's what all four teams are doing right now. And just to add to that, I mean, if the Rams can. The Rams can gash the a good Cowboys defense for almost 300 rushing yards. Then I expect they'll have success with that this week, but we shall see. Yeah, I do think you know stating that, and yeah, the Cowboys had a great defense. I think uh, I think the uh, Saints coach uh, Sean Payton will be much more prepared than the Cowboys coach was. But I, I do I do think that was part that was part of that. <laughs> there is a drastic drastic difference in coaches there for sure. Yeah, and I think that that might have been part of it. But they they like him in Dallas, so good good luck to them. But um, <laughs> let's go. Let's go on to the other game, the uh, game we all care about the most. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great game. I, I, I honestly, you know, I picked the, as you know, I picked the Chiefs in that thing, and I hope the Patriots win. But I think if it's close, the Patriots have an advantage. I think they have a big advantage at uh, Bill Belichick over Andy Reid. I, I was looking back at my uh, Facebook uh, memories the other day, and uh, I saw that Andy Reid helped the Patriots. It was like I don't know what it was like four or five years ago in a playoff game, and I was, you know it was like Andy Reid helping the Patriots win playoff games since two thousand seven or whatever it was. So you know he he is very he's not very good when it comes to clock management. We all know that, and if it comes down to coaches' decisions late in the game, you know that advantage goes to the Patriots. Yeah, ahead, I, yeah, yeah I definitely agree. I, I, the big story today was the Arctic uh, chills not coming to Kansas City this weekend after all. So I guess we can throw that advantage if it was an advantage out the window. But um, if New England plays like they did last week and proficient in the pass game and the run game with Michelle going somewhere near 100, Edelman had 151 yards receiving last week. Even James White caught 15 passes for 97 yards. If they can have anything close to that, they're going to win the game Sunday. Will you say, will you I, say Jeff? I, I agree. I agree with Chris's statement, and I'm going to go on the def- defensive side of the ball here. And last time uh, they these two faced each other, obviously it was a uh, gunslinging show. But um, I'm, I'm looking at the fact that Patrick Mahomes and the offense led up the Patriots for 352 yards last time they played. I'm looking at J.C. Jackson specifically, who has been shut down these last couple of weeks. He's, he's most likely going to be on Tyreek Hill. I'm just really interested to see how that 
how this defense racks up against this uh, potent offense once again. And I think if you, if you look at it, the secondary has come a long ways since uh, their last matchup. And I think that if you can shut down that, that secondary can shut down those wide receivers and shut down Hill, I think the Patriots are going to have this game easily. I think that uh, too, just, I mean, I know Kansas city has more than two weapons, but honestly, if you can, if you can limit Mahomes, especially out of the pocket in his running game, and you can limit Kelsey and Hill. I mean, you got six or seven. You got six or seven guys on the Patriots side of the ball on offense that could do something. Kansas City just doesn't. They don't have as many weapons, and I think the Patriots can neutralize them that way. Yeah, and um, another thing too. I know you talked about Kelsey and the Patriots tight end. We, I mean, we, I know we've been talking about him not getting the job done, but he's actually turned into one of the best blocking tight, tight ends in football. I know that's not, not been his role, but he's been a key, he was a key part of that offense last week, despite not, not really yeah. doing, doing a lot, uh, yeah. don't you think? Yeah. Him and Dwayne Allen have really done wonders for this rushing attack. And I think that was kind of the thing when they lost Josh Gordon is that they wanted to uh, focus more towards a rushing rushing team now instead of a passing team. And that – being able to have those two big blockers as linemen just really, really helps. Yeah. And I think that we you can, saw that last week. And I think we can try to neutralize somebody like Kelsey definitely with like a linebacker situation. Because if you look at Kelsey's stats against New England in his career, he's averaging somewhere around five catches for 50 yards. He only has one touchdown in four career games against the Patriots. Hopefully keep that up in the biggest game these two have ever played against each other. So let's, uh, that'd be Sunday, uh, 640 on uh, CBS. Uh, Oh, I knew England would be watching that, and uh, why not? Hopefully the power stays on, right, guys? Yeah, we won't be able to I go. Got the generator fueled up. <laughs> we won't, I'm, won't, I'm ready to go. Won't be able to go anywhere. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it should be it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna switch topics again here. We're gonna go um, let Chris do. Uh, uh, he's got a lot of insight on this. Let's start. Let's start first, Chris, uh, with the men's basketball team that you covered Wednesday night. Uh, what night? Yeah, last night. Um, you yeah. mean men's team, and that that was a that was a great game i mean you know they lost and lose by one i i think people are missing out by not going to these games don't you yes they're definitely improving for sure it's the first chance i've had to see them in person but they played great last night you know most of the game i mean they led almost the entire game they led by 12 in the first half they led by 13 early in the second half and then Hartford went on a run to take the lead uh maine actually got down by eight again and they had to rally um then they went up by three um, Maine just – it was the free throw shooting. Um, Coach Barron stated after the game, you know, it was uh, kind of the first half. They they would have liked to see had uh, more than a nine-point lead. Hartford only shot 30% in the first half. Maine would have liked to see a little bit more of a nine-point lead at halftime. But definitely said the free free throw shooting was the, was the biggest thing. They're, they're going in more, but there was some clutch misses down the stretch. And in the end uh, – Hartford nails a three-corner, gets within two, gets a steal, ties the game. Maine hits one free throw on the other end to go up by one with three seconds left. And then Hartford gets a scramble play at the end, and their player, John Carroll, you know, catches the ball and goes to the hole and gets fouled and knocks down two free throws with five-tenths of a second left, and Hartford wins by one. But uh, but it was a great game for sure. But, but Coach Barron, you know, it definitely appears that they're going in the right direction, huh? Yeah, he definitely said that too during the post game interview last night. He he said, you know, definitely stated 
the fact that, you know, more people need to come out and check out this team because we, we know this team is going in the right direction and, they, and they're doing everything they can do and working as hard. They're doing everything we need, we need them to. And, uh, you know, this, this team is definitely on the up and up. Yeah. And let's not forget where the women's program was his first couple of years and where, where they are now. I mean, he's the, I mean, you know, Amy Vashon is doing a great job now, but he's the reason they got to this point where, where they're at. And they weren't at that point. They were, they were where the men's program is right now. And, and look where they are now. Right. Absolutely. They, uh, the women's program under Baron the first few years, they only won seven or eight games overall. So, and look where they went after that. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely the right guy in charge. And, uh, um, exciting brand of basketball it was fun to watch last night. Um, felt bad for those kids. Uh, you know, coach felt kind of bad that he just, just made him kind of sick to his stomach the way they lost that last night. And he knows there's going to be growing pains and, but he's the right guy at the helm for sure. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's switch over to the, you mean women's program where they actually finally lost a conference game and, uh, they really struggled in that game, didn't they? They did. They, um, they had their four game win streak broken and, they only shot 25% the first half and only 33% overall in the whole game. That's not going to win many basketball games. And Blanca Milan, of course, leading scorer, she had three fouls in the first half, and she fouled out late. She only played 24 minutes. When your best players only play in 24 minutes and she's only three of ten from the floor, probably not going to win a lot of games. And now they uh, have to turn around and go down to Stony Brook because they've lost uh, down at Stony Brook each of the last two seasons. So it's not going to get any easier for them. No, and uh, so that's that's where they stand. But I mean, they're still in good shape. I mean, you know, it's a tough game coming up. But you know, maybe if she starts, stays out of foul trouble, you know, obviously that would have been different. And hopefully, hopefully things go differently this uh, this weekend, right? So uh, you, you know, they're still in good shape, right? They are still in good shape. They they had a three point lead late in that game, and they had a chance to tie it late as well. And that's saying a lot when you're only shooting thirty three percent from the floor. And Hartford's a great team. They've won six games in a row, and they're still undefeated in conference. So. We'll have another rematch when Hartford comes back up to Bangor. And, hey, it may be another rematch later on in the season in the American East title game. we do that again, right? Um, now let's move on to uh, UMaine hockey, and let's look at the positives of last night. Um, people, you know, <laughs> people talking about, you know, what happened over the weekend. Well, Northeastern is one of the best teams in the country, right? And and UMaine isn't. We all know that. We, maybe the expectations are uh, too high if we think uh, they're going to play with, with them. But – they definitely proved that, you know, they could beat a team that they should beat. They beat them last night handily on the road. So that was a good win, huh? That was a good win. Um, like you said, they're not a Northeastern for sure. I mean, Maine's had seven different goal scorers last night, and they put ten players in the scorebook. That's always good when you can do that. Um, Boston College um, has a good league record, but they're only one in five in their last six games. So it's definitely a, definitely a team Maine should have played with, definitely a – a team that was a winnable game last night and, and uh, Maine, Maine kind of ran away with it there last night. Yeah, good for them. So good win. Hopefully they can start going in the right direction. Can they make, what, where are they right now in the Hockey East? Uh, hockey, hockey East, they're still down in seventh place, eighth place. Um, New Hampshire's coming in for a Monday matinee at the Elfond on Monday at 2 o'clock. And New Hampshire... Uh-huh. New Hampshire's been 5-1-1 one, and one in their last seven. So, New Hampshire's been playing well. So, we'll see what happens when Maine gets back into playing uh, another good team again. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one there on Monday. Let's uh, move on to – let's talk about Celtics basketball. Speaking of getting a big win after struggling for a while, kind of like you mean hockey, right? But they uh, they, they had a big <laughs> big win last night. Uh, I think people getting carried away about being a 
you know, huge win. They just barely got by them. I mean, I know Toronto's the best team, and it was at home. And Kyrie Irving took over, which is great, but Kyrie Irving's got to do that more often. And, and, and you yeah. know, instead of talking about what the younger guys aren't doing and calling LeBron because because he's now, you know, feel sorry because he treated LeBron bad, Let's uh, why don't you work on being a leader of that team instead of worrying about, you know, he definitely hasn't been a leader, don't you think, guys? No, definitely not. Um, I mean, it's something that he has to work on. This is what he wanted. This is the reason why he wanted to be uh, traded out of uh, Cleveland, and now he's complaining about this. But yesterday was a big stepping stone towards hopefully what is a uh, bright future ahead for this team. They've struggled up and down. Uh, they beat the good teams, yet they lose to the bad teams. It's It's been a very weird season. And hopefully this is the start of something. I know it wasn't a big uh, – I know – like you said, it wasn't a huge, huge win, like everyone's saying. But, hey, a win's a win. When you can beat someone like Toronto, it's always a good feeling, especially when you're back home for the first time after a lengthy Yeah, let me trip. clarify. I, I do think it was an important win because they, they needed to get that win at home. It's just just they need to build off that. It means nothing if they, it, yeah, it means no, nothing if they go lose two out of three, the next two out of three of the next games. You know what I mean? It, 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 especially when they host Memphis yeah, tomorrow. So, you know, I mean, so – so yeah, I know it was a good win. They they need to get that win, and and it's good how Kyrie took over. But Kyrie is capable of doing that a lot. He's capable of maybe not being LeBron James or Steph Curry or Kevin Dur- Kevin Dur- Durant, but he's not far behind them. You know, you know where where he could yeah. take over a lot, and and he just doesn't doesn't do that. And you know, I I mean he he didn't want to be around LeBron, right? Now these other guys don't want to be around him. <laughs> So, so yeah. I mean, you know, he's kind of in that same category now, and I, I think he just needs to, needs to step up and be the leader. I mean, obviously, he made it all about him after that that big shot last night. Uh, you know, and and he made it all about him. And if you notice, who came out to celebrate with him? It was Al Horford, and and none of those younger guys even got near him. So, I mean, there's not. I mean, you know, there's a lot of bad things going on there, and and I. You know, Danny Ainge is an awesome GM, great GM, and he's he's going to have to do something though to get this straightened out. And uh, I don't. I, and again, get playoff time, talent wise, they got as much talent as anybody. And, and you know, I think I think Toronto's scary because they've got the superstar in London also. So I mean, they're they're going to be a tough matchup in the playoffs. But and as is Milwaukee and a couple other teams. But uh, talent wise, they can match up. I mean, but when you hear players saying we've got too much talent. What the heck is that? You don't, I mean, you, you, you don't, <laughs> you know, you know, what, what, what the, you know, I mean, fans can say that. That sounds stupid though. But what, what is, I mean, you know, say that when you play on the team, that's just not, not even smart. So, I mean, they got a lot of problems. Right. And uh, if this keeps up, you know, Brad Stevens got to do something. I don't know what he can do, but, or Danny Ainge's got to make a change. But what do you think? Yeah, Brad? I think that, I, I just think that they just have so much talent. It's more than anything for me, Mark, it's been the, frustrating season to watch them i mean they lose to miami orlando brooklyn and then they beat toronto you know and when you say that too much talent thing it's it's almost what happens uh, a lot of times probably not on the same level not quite as much probably not publicized as much but same things going on in golden state same type of thing yeah but they, they, they're yeah. getting right though i mean they, they got they're getting this what they're center back then and then uh when he came back this week i think they i think they're just starting to turn it on now though right i mean they, they're uh they're well, they yeah, don't, right. i mean those I those teams like that those teams like that like even when lebron was on cleveland they, you know how they are they don't they don't even turn it on until it's close even closer to playoff time yeah so. they're in, it's like the patriots yeah. it's like the patriots yeah, they, 
the, but um, you know, the Golden State doesn't care. I mean, care about the regular season, really. But uh, nope. you know, uh, yeah, you got a point there. And I, I just, uh, I hopefully the Celtics can turn around. And I mean, they obviously got the talent too. And uh, you know, but it's, it's late in the season now. I remember us talking about this two months ago, saying you know it's still early or whatever. But it's, it's not early anymore. And uh, you know, they, it's very important to, for them to move up in the standings. I mean, they can't go in. I don't think at four or five and really win the Eastern Conference. I mean, they, they could, if they go in two or three, then yes, they could, they could uh, do some damage and, and, you know, make things happen. But I mean, it's going to be tough if they had to go on the road to Milwaukee, to Toronto, to, you know what I mean? To everywhere else and, and not hunt home. Even Indi- even Indiana yeah, would so, be tough. I mean, they've been playing so really well. It's important for them to move up in the stands a little bit. So we'll see what happens there. Um, now, I guess we can just go around and, uh, uh, we kind of talked about everything we want to talk about. We can go around and we'll start with you, Jeff. Uh, this maybe just an overview. What do you think's been going on, and maybe what's what's uh, what are you looking forward to here coming up? I mean, just basically, we just talked about the Celtics and being able to turn it back on is what I've been looking at the last couple of weeks, and that with high school basketball, obviously, I've been getting more into that, and I'm excited for tourney season. Um, but I'm looking forward to obviously the AFC Championship game and see who. See who the two teams that are going to the Super Bowl here in two weeks are going to be, and whoever it is is going to be an exciting matchup. Um, obviously, I'm hoping it's the Patriots, but whoever it's going to be, it's you got the top four scoring offenses in the NFL going head to head this weekend, so it's going to be a great matchup in the Super Bowl, regardless of who it is. Chris, yeah, um, just looking forward to more high school basketball with you on Saturday, and looking forward to the both championship games on Sunday in the NFL, and. Um, actually, tomorrow night I'm covering um, a, could be a big story tomorrow night over a husband named Chrissy Walker. Kissy Walker, sorry, not Chrissy Walker, Kissy Walker. Let me get that right. Let me make sure I get the name right. Um, she's been coaching for Kissy. Yeah, yeah, she's been coaching for 29 years over there, and she beat SUNY Canton tomorrow night. Um, she gets her 500th win, so that would be a big story for me as well. Awesome, yeah. and Chris will be there covering that for me. Um, you know, just uh, again, the um, high school basketball in the next next week. I mean, uh, we got the big game on uh, Saturday. We got two big games. We got uh, both those games are big. Presque Isle and Foxcroft. The girls' game, uh, especially the boys' game, be big too, as that might decide a home prelim game for the boys. Uh, you know, in that game, and you uh, know, obviously looking forward to um, and coming up. I got big games all week. I got we got Matt and Cook Central next week, and I'm also probably going to be going to Skank Dexter next week too. Um, you know, so big games all all week, and then obviously Sunday. Two games start at three o'clock. Uh, looking forward to that. Go Patriots, and we'll see what happens. But I definitely, you know, for the Patriots, I mean, you all, as I say, you always earn it. If you get to this point, you've earned it. But if you, if you get to the Super Bowl, you earn it. They're really going to earn it this this year. I mean, yes, they blew up yeah. San Diego la- last week, but San Diego came in twelve and four, and San Diego was loaded, and Kansas City is loaded, and they have to go on the road to play Kansas City. So you always have to earn it not any more than they're going to have to earn it this year. And uh, so it's going to be fun to watch if they can do it. Just think of this though. If just, just think if they did, if they would have won in Miami and the fact that they would have been home this weekend, if they would have made it this far, they just think the Boston's going to get slammed with that snowstorm. <laughs> so, I mean, you would have, you would have had a huge turnaround here. If uh, it was in July, that would have been, that would have been fun this weekend. That would have been, been awesome. <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah. And they, Right, didn't, uh, Kansas City finished twelve and four, so they only had to win one more game, yeah. right? Patriots. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. any of those the games, Miami I mean, they really came back. The Miami game, us. obviously, but they, I mean, they should have beat Detroit. They should have beat, you know, they should have, you know, yeah, any one exactly. of those. Exactly. But 
they didn't. So they're going to have to go on the road and uh, try to take care of business. And uh, they haven't done that often in the playoffs, but they have done it. And uh, we'll see if they can do it this week. Two more things really quick I wanted to add just to that, um, that and something else. Um, I think no matter what, um, you know, happens this weekend, obviously it will be something if they can make it to the Super Bowl this year. We didn't really expect them to make it there. Um, but no matter how many times, uh, you know, how long they've been around or in L.A., it's only been a season now. But it's kind of funny as we talk as sports fans or the sportscasters on TV, how many times they still call them San Diego. I don't think it's ever going to change. They're always going to be known as San Diego Chargers. Um, but uh, one thing, uh, Nick Charlton, the new football coach at Maine, announced today, another signing. Uh, Kurt Vaughn Bargen has been signed as defensive line coach. He spent the last four years as a D coordinator and linebacker coordinator uh, at Chowan University in North Carolina. And before that, he was a three-year defensive assistant in South Florida. So uh, coaching staff getting all set for the next football season for UMaine. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome information there. And a uh, lot to look forward to. We'll hope to be doing this again. Uh, and also, guys, uh, with you guys and, and, and Zach and other people at the tournament, we're hoping to be uh, doing these daily at the tournament, hopefully. And, uh, you know, at some point, you know, at least, at least short ones during the, each day. And uh, also going to be uh, hopefully doing a lot more interviews this year and putting them on here. And, uh, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going we're gonna to have a lot of fun at the tournament here coming up soon. Yeah, can we be like everyone else here? Can we be like everyone else and be live from Atlanta in two weeks? <laughs> yeah, if you you pay it, pay it. We can probably. Bring it. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you very much, and uh, have a have a good night, everybody, and thank you for listening. Have a good Bye-bye. one.